Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you all here today. Also, welcome to those of you who are listening to us via our uh, drive-in over the radio or who will be listening to this later today um, on the podcast or the call-in number. Today is All Saints Sunday, um, or at least it's the day we're going to recognize as All Saints Sunday. Technically, All Saints Day is November 1st, um, but we tend to try and line that up with a Sunday because that's usually when we're all here. Um, A quick reminder, starting tomorrow, I will be on vacation. I will be coming back on the 22nd. Um, If you have a pastoral emergency or pastoral care emergency during that time, please call um, over at Manchester First United Methodist Church. Pastor Dylan Burns, who serves there, is filling in for me. Um, So he will uh, be taking care of any emergencies. Hopefully there won't be any. Um, I'm probably forgetting something, but I'm going to throw it over to Rick, who has an announcement. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, Jim needs some help tearing down, or actually the tables are torn down now, just loaded on the trailer and setting up a few things, getting ready for the blood drive and whatnot. So if you can meet here at 10 tomorrow morning, that would be great. If you can let Jim know ahead of time, even better, so he has a you know, projection of how much help he needs tomorrow morning. And I'll throw it over to Lucy now. To Nancy. Nancy, sorry. <laughs> That's, I'm still waking up. Time change. <laughs> Good morning. I've got a few announcements this morning. Uh, they're going to start making the lap quilts again. The sewing group will begin meeting Thursday, November 11th at 10 a.m. on the mezzanine. They need people to sort, cut, and sew, and please bring your sewing machine if you plan to sew. Bring a lunch for yourself if you wish. If you want to work on your own project, you're welcome to join them. And it should be a lot of fun, they said. And... uh, The craft show was a big success, very big. And they they want me to remind you, we don't take bottle caps anymore for a while. They're going to stop for now. Uh, The the Finance Administrative Board voted to donate $300 to the Clinton Band Boosters for the trip to Disney. And if you'd like to help our local veterans, there's an article in your back of your bulletin. Uh, there's a place that you can get gift cards for them or puzzle books or a lot of things if you want to help the veterans out. And thank you to all who helped with the harvest dinner. And we're looking for a few people to help with the weekly cleaning. Please let Linda Strickland know if you have a few hours you can donate each week. And it doesn't mean that you have to clean a whole big area. If you just want to do one small thing, she can give you small jobs or big jobs, whatever you'd like to help out with. And she'd also like some people to clean up our yard signs when they get returned. So, um, and the Senior Citizen Thanksgiving dinner is free at the Clinton United, no. UCC Church. 
and it's takeout only. It's the United Church of Christ, the white church down uh, just on the edge of Clinton. Okay, there's a phone number in your bulletin for Jim Pittman, and he wants to want you to call him if you want to order a dinner. So I guess that's it. Oh, there's a blood drive November 10th. As far as I know, there'll be line dancing on Tuesday from 10 to 11.30, and there's a trustee meeting at 10 a.m. And then November 11th is the food pantry. Finance ad board meeting at 6 p.m., and I think that's about it. Okay, the first hymn this morning is Sing With All the Saints in Glory, found on page 702 of your hymnals. Join 
before we do the call to worship, I forgot one announcement. Linda will be in the hallway. She, there's cookies and there's fruit, food from the luncheon, sloppy joes and hot dogs. And also she has containers out there that people brought cookies in and she'll be selling the cookies and the food from the luncheon. She won't sell the containers, but she'll. <laughs> okay, now if you'll just join me in the call to worship. Fling wide the temple gates. Open up the ancient doors. The mighty and glorious one is coming. Who is this mighty and glorious one? This is the Lord from whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in God. And please join me in the opening prayer. God of all glory, we gather here today with the saints of every time and place to honor and praise your holy name. As you have revealed your mercy and mighty to your faithful people in every age, so let us glimpse, even through our tears, the mystery of your life-giving grace and the love that even death cannot destroy. Through Jesus Christ, Alpha and Omega, Amen. And join me in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And the next hymn is found on page 708, Rejoice in God's Saints. Shame our complaining, our complaining. 
seated and I invite you to join me in our prayer for illumination. Almighty God, your word is life and your promise is trustworthy and true. By the power of your Holy Spirit, write your word upon our hearts so that we may be your new creation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The first scripture reading this morning is Isaiah 26, verse 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord from whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of God for the people of God, and you say? We are now going to take a few moments in a time of remembrance for those saints who have gone on to glory in God, those who have left us this past year or maybe even last year. You know, All Saints Sunday is kind of a catch-22 for some folks. Um, It can be a day that is joyful as we focus on the memories, the happy experiences maybe we have with a loved one who has gone on to God. And it can also be a painful reminder of someone who is no longer in our lives. Um, And neither one is more right or correct than the other. It's really just kind of where you are right now. Um, And since we've been going through this pandemic, there are many people who we haven't gotten to maybe say goodbye to the way we would have liked to. Um, and so I hope that this time can, can help offer a little bit of healing in that, as well as allow you some moments to, to focus on some of those good memories.
I'm going to apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names. Victoria Barker. Carol Roback. Trent Frudenberg. John Burkhart. Del Roberts. Lucia Sahagan, thank you. Robbie Orn. Nancy Warren. Carla Van Sickle. DJ Martin. Inez Dowling. Darlene Pentrix. And a final call for any name who we did not have on our list but is in our hearts and minds right now. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we know that you have prepared a place for us as your son told his disciples. And we know that there will be a time when you call us home to be with you and to all the other saints who have gone on before us. We ask that you would be with us in our mourning and grieving, be with us in our laughter and joy, remembering wonderful times together. God, I also pray that you would help anyone who is in mourning and grieving today to remember that there is no right way to do it. We all mourn in our own time and our own ways. And I pray for the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit to be with all. I also pray for the loved ones and family members to surround each other with hope and strength and peace. Help us to remember that death is not the end. We are a resurrection people. There is life after death, and it is you and you alone who hold the final word on death. May this day and every day be days that we honor those who we miss greatly, who have gone on to glory in you. And may we do our best to always honor them by the way we live our lives, showing love and mercy and grace to all people and all creation. Amen. Who will enter the presence of the Lord? Who will stand in this holy place? Those who offer their whole lives to God, heart and mind and soul and strength, they will receive the blessing of the Lord.
please rise as we sing our doxology. to you, O God, the world and all its people. For the blessings of this life and the gift of your salvation, we give you thanks and praise. As you have sought us out to save us, help us to seek your face among our neighbors, so that all may know the wonder of your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated, and it is now our youth moment, so I'd like to invite all of our youth and children to come grab a seat. got an extra hour of sleep last night. Well, in theory, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You happy for your brother? Yeah. That's nice. All right. So who knows what today is? Yes. Okay, what else is today? What, what's special about this Sunday? All Saints Sunday, that's right. Um, do you guys know what we do on All Saints Sunday? What, what we just did like a couple minutes ago? Time of remembrance, that's right. We, we think about and lift up names of people who have passed away this past year, maybe even last year because um, of all the stuff with the pandemic. Um, and as I said before, for some people, it's, it's something that makes them happy because they remember all the good memories they had with somebody. But sometimes it's also really sad, depending on how much they still might miss someone um, or maybe what uh, the reason the person passed away. Um, but there's some really good news that we sometimes, I think, forget about with All Saints Sunday. Um, and that is the promise from Jesus that there's going to be a place for us when it's our turn to go back home to God. Um, and if that wasn't true, we wouldn't be celebrating All Saints Sunday. We'd, we might not even be celebrating much of anything in general. Can you think of a really, really happy memory that you have of someone who, who's not here anymore, who's gone back home to God. 
Ja. Oh. Okay. So when 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 your first pet tank passed away, you, you really missed him and now you've got some new ones. Okay. But did you have a lot of fun with with Tank? When when he was around? Not really. <laughs> Fair enough. Anybody else want want you don't have to share, but if you want to, you can. Okay, well, I want to tell you about a really, really happy memory um, that I have of someone who, who's not here anymore. Um, I had a friend when I was in college, um, and she was a really, really nice person. She was friendly to everybody. Um, and where I went to college for my undergrad, um, there were a lot of different people um, it was very diverse, what you might hear adults say sometimes. So there were people from with uh, all different uh, ethnicities, and we even had people from all over the world. Um, we had a couple people on our women's soccer team who were from Ghana, and they used to play on the Ghana national team. So our girls' soccer team, we won like every game, like nine to one or nine to nothing. It was was kind of unfair. Um, but anyway, so she was just a really, really sweet person. And I remember one day we had gone out to lunch in between classes, and there was somebody um, on the sh or walking around. And I, I went to school in downtown Chicago, OK? So there was somebody walking around with a map. And they couldn't figure out where they were and how to get to where they were going. and. A lot of times in places like big cities, people get really focused on what they're doing and, and they don't pay attention to the stuff like that. But she stopped and she helped give that person direction so they could get to where they were going. And it turns out it was someone who was coming to visit uh, their grandmother in the hospital. So we were really, I felt, you know, we were really happy we were able to help them get there. And that memory always sticks with me because she didn't have to stop and and help that person. She could have. We could have just gone to lunch, but she did. Um, and it always inspired me to try and be a better person. Um, unfortunately, she passed away about a year after we graduated um, because someone was uh, driving after they had had too much to drink. Um, and even though she's gone, and even though I miss her every day. I try to remember all the good stuff that I got to see her do and reminds me to be a good person too. Um, so even when we miss people who have gone away and even though we only really do All Saints Sunday once a year, we can always remember the people who aren't around anymore but that we miss and love a lot. Okay? Does that sound all right? And it's okay if we're sad when we remember them. Um, it all depends on, you know, how we're feeling. Now, we're going to do the Lord's Prayer later on. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to do the Lord's Prayer uh, a little bit later on during communion. So um, you guys are going to head off to Sunday school. And Miss Nancy has the basket of suckers. And I hope you guys have a really awesome day. And I want you to do one thing for me. 
later today, if you have a moment, sit down with your parents and, and talk about someone who isn't here anymore, who you miss, and maybe share a, a memory with them, okay? That sound all right? All right, go get your suckers and go learn some fun stuff. If you uh, turn in your bulletin to the section with our prayer requests, um, you will see we are continuing to offer prayers for Fred um, as he's uh, hopefully continuing to recover. Uh, We are continuing to pray for Wilda and Paul. Um, Wilda is home recovering, but she fell the other night, Um, but she seems to be okay. Uh, She was just a little dizzy, I guess. Um, But next day she was up and having breakfast, so um, doesn't seem to be anything that's, you know, still holding her backs. But continued prayers for both of them. We, of course, are continuing to pray for the families of the two high school seniors from Clinton who lost their lives in the car accident back in September. Um... We are praying for the other uh, two boys as well who were injured, who are um, back at school and starting to kind of get back into the swing of things. Um, We are continuing, of course, to pray for uh, Sheila's friend, Robbie, who passed away, uh, for Robbie's family and friends, as well as for uh, Martha, whose sister, Choice, passed away recently. Um, We are praying for uh, Julie Wolford, sorry, Um, her sister-in-law, Tammy, and her brother-in-law, Dave, who have contracted COVID. We're praying for healing and recovery. Um, Gordon is doing okay. Um, Continuing to pray for Linda Miller, who had had a heart attack and had stints put in. and continuing to pray for Bill Marshall, who uh, has had fluid um, around his heart. If you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. Watching for a new heaven, waiting for a new earth. We pray to the Lord, saying, O Lord our God, have mercy and wipe away our tears. We pray for the church. Transform this broken body into a communion of saints, company of the faithful, working for good in your world. O Lord our God, have mercy and wipe away our tears. We pray for the world. Destroy the shroud of death that is spread over the nations. Replace the rule of wealth and war with your realm of justice and peace. O Lord our God, have mercy and wipe away our tears. We pray for this community. Make your home among us. Dwell with us in this place. Let it be a city of heavenly peace, a place of refuge for all. O Lord our God, have mercy and wipe away our tears. 
We pray for loved ones. Soothe those who are suffering. Comfort those who mourn. Let us be glad and rejoice in the gift of your salvation. O Lord our God, have mercy and wipe away our tears. We pray for all of our saints who have gone on to glory with you, O Lord. May their lives and their memories held within us continue to inspire us to follow the life of Christ, to show love and grace to all we meet. O Lord, our God, have mercy and wipe away our tears. As you have sustained your, sustained your saints through centuries of service, keep us faithful here and now until your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The second scripture reading this morning is Revelation 21, verse 1 through 6, the new heaven and the new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming, out, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away, and the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the word of God for the people of God. And you say, the next hymn is page 654, how blessed are they who trust in Christ. Please rise as you are able.
be seated. Our final scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 32 through 44. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how they, he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Eternal God, on this holy day where we lift up and remember those who have gone on to glory to be with you, we ask that you would help us to remember the good news of your defeat over death, that you and you alone hold the final word. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to bring us comfort, peace, whatever we might need in where we struggle as we remember these saints who we know we will see again but still miss very much in our daily lives. And now may the words of, our mouth, the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, historically, as many of you know, on All Saints Sunday, the church has turned its attention to the deceased saints of the past year. Those people whose lives have bore witness to a hope that is rooted in the gospel and one that proclaims God's victory over death. And while we're still not maybe doing all of the same past traditions on a day like this that we have in the past, especially due to the ongoing pandemic, this is still a day that is very much just as important as ever. When we look at our reading from the 11th chapter of John's Gospel, we're gonna, we find a story here that it's actually overflowing with good news, which is absolutely appropriate for this day and this specific day in this specific time. 
We continue to live in a time of war and famine, a global pandemic, other epidemics, genocide, racism, violence, and political unrest. But even despite that reality, and if we're honest, it's a reality that we have been experiencing and has existed for quite some time, the church still offers its persistent counter-testimony to the voices of nihilism and woe. You see, in raising Lazarus from the dead, God steadfastly refuses to allow death to have the final word. And Jesus, who in verse 25 declares himself to be the resurrection and life, he freely enters into the suffering of the very world that God loves. Something that this passage completely disrupts is the theological idea that some people have held that God, being perfect, God's not able to experience real suffering and loss. They claim that if God was able to truly experience suffering, then God's sovereignty would, over creation would somehow be rendered suspect. But here we find Jesus being greatly disturbed in spirit. So much so that we hear it mentioned twice. And then we find the ever well-known verse 35, Jesus began to weep. Here we have the very Son of God, both human and divine, being shown as experiencing suffering and loss. Now, there are some that would argue that that experience that we read about is only on the humanity side of Jesus. And that may or may not be true. But I would challenge those people to remember that John says that Christ is the word made flesh. So it could be quite more. In fact, there are many who argue that Jesus looks upon Mary and Martha and all of those who are present that day mourning the death of Lazarus, and he looks on them with compassion and empathy. When Jesus weeps, he's not bowing to some human nature. He is not pained by the people who are mourning and failing to understand the true nature of death. No. Jesus is weeping for the death of Lazarus. He is weeping for the pain of the people who loved Lazarus. And that right there is another example of good news that we find in this text. In Christ, God freely enters into this suffering right alongside humanity. Now, another important piece of good news that we find in this interaction, in this scene, is when Jesus goes to the tomb and tells them to remove the stone. Now, Martha warns him not to do this. He's been dead for four days. There, there's a stench coming. The body has already begun to decompose. Death has already taken him. It, it's over. It's final. 
But Jesus says to Lazarus to come out. And Lazarus does. And he's still covered in the burial wrappings that were traditional for those people in that time. And then, it is not death, but through Christ, part of the very triune God who has the final word, unbind him and let him go. I will be honest, when I was first preparing this message and was thinking about this, I was focusing on Jesus telling the crowd, go and bind him, get him free, he's alive again. It wasn't until a little bit later on that I heard those words in another way. Jesus was talking to death. Unbind him and let him go. In John's gospel, the resurrection of Lazarus vividly embodies God's ultimate victory over the specter of death. And and Jesus, who again proclaims himself to be the resurrection and the life, he also testifies to this truth by raising Lazarus from the grave. The eternal life that Christ makes available, it's not reserved for some time in the future. It's made available in the presence that he has brought about. And you know, when we look at all of this, the death being brought back to life, everything in between here with Lazarus, when we look at it from the perspective of fellow human beings, When we are presented with death, very often we seem to demand a reason. Why would God let this happen? Why didn't God answer my prayers? What kind of God takes the life of a child or a mother or father with young children Etc., etc. And from the perspective of our own denial, our pathos, and our hostility, we seem to think reason is, is just beyond our reach. And that the miracle that we are seeking has somehow just simply been delayed. This is certainly true for Mary and Martha. They both reason that Lazarus died because Jesus wasn't there. It was the delay in Jesus' arrival that ultimately caused Lazarus to die. And the truth is, I think a lot of us still kind of function this way, even now. Even in situations where no reason can be found, how often do we maybe tell ourselves that we will know the reason, no matter how monstrous or painful, with time? We endure the death, the mourning, the crying, the pain, and simply wait for that reason to be revealed to us. We're doing it right now, in this pandemic. Even though most of the names that are being lifted up this morning or held in our hearts 
in remembrance, most of those people didn't die from COVID. For all of the COVID deaths we hear about and see the numbers continue to pile, and we're still trying to demand a reason. I did some research. Did you know that over the last several years, at least, the average number of people who die throughout the entire world each year is right around 60 million? So far this year, we're somewhere right around or just over 51 million. That puts us right on track to hit the 60 million mark, maybe go a little bit over. And out of those numbers, when we look at just the COVID numbers, we find a very disturbing trend. In 2020, there were just around, just under 2 million deaths related to COVID. So far this year, we're already over 3 million. And we still have eight weeks to go. Now, does that necessarily mean that if something had been done differently somewhere along the way, or if COVID had never happened in the first place, that our total number of deaths for this year would be 3 million less? We don't know. We probably never will know or will ever be able to say with real certainty. And we still continue to look for a reason. There are some people who argue that the reason for all of these deaths is because we didn't take the pandemic seriously enough in the very beginning. There are some who would argue that we knew more than we let on and just didn't act quickly enough. There are others that believe that the confusion and conspiracy surrounding the vaccine are the reason for so many deaths. The list of reasons and who is at fault for those reasons just goes on and on and on. We are so focused on being able to place blame and pinpoint one specific reason for all of these deaths and in that same time, the world, the world's gone to hell. Now, I'm not saying that we should stop trying to understand our world, our health, our bodies, our environments, any of that. Please do not misunderstand. As we have investigated and learned and grown in our understanding, we have been able to make life better in so many ways for so many people. And I think it's safe to say there will always be someone offering their solution to finding the reasoning for all of those deaths. But you're talking about 3 million out of so far 51. What about all the other 48 million deaths that we haven't talked about. How many 
of those 48 million were people who died from cancer? How many from a cardiac issue or lung issues? How many died in accidents? How many died from murder or violence? How many from hunger and starvation? And then how many died from what we would typically call natural causes? What reasons can we find there? What reasons can we fumble through for those who were in great health and one morning just didn't wake up? While I personally struggle a great deal with deaths that I believe could have and should have been prevented, for those of us who are mourning and missing those who have gone on to glory, in the end, does the reason that someone died change your mourning? I'm not saying it doesn't matter. But regardless of the reason, that person is still gone. Knowing the reason won't bring them back. Depending on your life experiences and other factors, the reason someone you love died may or may not change how you feel or how you cope. The truth is they are still gone. You are still here. Missing them, pining for them, suffering and crying as your world has been changed because of their absence in ways you may have never, ever thought about. All Saints Day, for some people, as I was mentioning to our, our youth, is joyous as people may focus on the good memory of their loved ones who've gone home to God and they are celebrating that those people are no longer in pain or suffering. They are the most whole they have ever been with God. For others, it is heartbreaking as this becomes one more instance of remembering how much they miss them. And of course, there's every emotion and situation in between that scale. But even if you are still mourning and still experiencing the pain of that loss, I hope that you can take this one thing away with you today and carry it with you always. And that is the truth and reality that death was defeated by Christ. And God alone has the final say on death. Unbind him and let him go. God is not unaffected or oblivious by the suffering and pain of this world. If God was unaffected by it, if God was oblivious to it, if God ignored it, the word would not have become flesh. Jesus would not have come to experience what it is to be human and all that comes with it, the good and the bad, the joy and the pain, the pleasure and the suffering, the peace and the unrest. Jesus wept 
We are not alone in our suffering. And hopefully we can find some reassurance and relief knowing that love overcame death and that there is a place waiting for us after our time in this life is over and there are many, many people we will see again. But that knowledge of that truth, it's, it's unfortunately not like just flipping on a light switch and then everything turns to sunshine and rainbows. I pray, though, that hopefully it can be a part of your journey and a foundational piece of what helps you through the times of your pain and suffering of mourning and missing. I pray that it will bring you a level of comfort and strength. I want to be clear again when I talk about the trouble with demanding a reason. I'm not saying that we ignore things in our world. I am not saying that we don't try and learn from every situation. But there is a time and a place for everything. And if we spend our time, especially right now, arguing and fighting over the exact reason that people continue to die from this pandemic. It's just not the right time. Tomorrow morning, go for it. But at least for today, at least for today, let us take the time to honor the memory of those who have gone on before us. To look at the things they have left us, their legacies through their family, their loved ones, the, the work they did while they were here. Let that be the inspiration that runs through you to be the best you you can be, to be the person that God is creating us to be. We know we will see our beloved saints once again when we are called home to God. Now we won't know necessarily exactly what they're going to look like, what we're going to look like, what that place is going to exactly look like. There are some descriptions or descriptions in scripture, but we haven't been given a brochure that talks about all the amenities and places to go and do things in heaven. I think I've always pictured it, this paradise that Jesus will bring us to as whatever is going to be the kind of place that we connect to the most. For some people, maybe the place that God has prepared will look like their childhood home. Maybe a, a favorite place you visited. I don't know. But I know we will be together. And more importantly, we will be with God. 
On this All Saints Day, I pray that this truth will help you in whatever way you need it the most. And I pray that, again, we always work to give honor to those saints, those people who have gone on to glory and perfection in God through what we say and do by living lives of mercy, grace, and love. Amen. If you would please turn to pages 15 and 16 as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily bre bread. 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ, and the cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. What that means is that normally we'd be doing this from that table. And that table doesn't belong to me, to this church, to our denomination. That table belongs to Jesus Christ and he alone. And he has welcomed everyone to come and partake. It doesn't matter if you are a member of this church or a United Methodist or any other kind of Methodist, if you're a member of any other denomination. It doesn't matter your race, your age, your gender, your mental or physical ability, your sexual orientation, whether you're rich or poor, baptized or unbaptized. All those ways that we try and divide ourselves into those boxes, it's not how Jesus sees us. We are all seen as beautiful and beloved children of God, and he welcomes everyone at the table. All he asks is that you come forward with an open heart. Now, this morning, we will be celebrating communion as we have for a while now. And you can do this one of two ways. You can take your bread and dip it in the juice and then eat that, which is called intinction. Or you can eat the bread and then drink the juice. Neither one is better or preferred. You're not going to, you know, when you get to the pearly gates, St. Pete's not going to give you a hard time if you did one instead of the other. Doesn't work like that. Brothers and sisters, I invite you now to receive these elements of this sacrament, the body and blood of Christ broken and shed for you and all the world. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I would invite you to please rise as you are able for our closing song number 711 for all the saints. Oh, uh-huh. 
Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. So he calls us now to go forth in faith and love, living each day as a gift of God's grace, proclaiming the gospel in word and deed. May the Lord our God, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, be with you this day and forevermore always. Amen.